Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports? We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. Rafino's rant, something that every LSU fan's got to hear. Guys, we're going to be okay. I promise you, LSU fans, everything is going to be okay. Does it absolutely suck? To lose to a team like Tennessee at home the way that you did. Absolutely. Guys, you also lost to Troy in the following week. You went to Florida and you won. Under a coaching staff that quite honestly, Orgeron's not a better coach than Brian Kelly. Completely different situations. Completely different team. You're going to find out this week what this team's made of. Bottom line, there's no questions, there's no thoughts, there's nothing else that Brian Kelly has to, needs to say to this team. If you want to find out what team you have this year, tune in at 6-ish o'clock on Saturday night in the swamp and you're going to find out. I promise you, you're going to find out. How do you respond from a butt whooping? The decision's not on me, and it's not on you. Quite frankly, it's not on that coaching staff really either. At some point, we got to look ourselves in the mirror and say, let's go get it. We'll talk about that tonight. We'll do an LSU recap on Tennessee and a Florida preview. Carter, the power, Bryant, ha-ha, joins us at 7.30 as he does every single Monday to recap the Tigers. We'll talk the SEC Week 6 recap. And the Saints had a massive weekend and have a massive weekend with Joey Burr, Joey Beasy, Joe Burr, 
Burrow, B-U-R-R-E-A-U-X, coming into town. I'm going to say something right about that, too, coming out of the break. I can I can wish and hope for Joe Burrow to have an absolutely fantastic game against the Saints and want the Saints to win. New Orleans Saints media, you don't get to dictate, number one, how I spend my money, and number two, how I live my life. Bottom line, I can wish for a guy that changed LSU athletics and won a national title the utmost the utmost success. You don't get to tell me what to do. You freaking Rudy Pooh. We'll get into that tonight as well. I promise you, I'm not going to let that one slide. Oh, you can't be a Saints fan if you like Joey B, if you're going to root for Joe Burrow. Like, dude, dude, I can, I can wish all the success for Joe Burrow and pray to sweet baby Eight pounds, six ounce, new infant baby born Jesus. That that the Saints go out there and whip some ass. It's not mutually exclusive. It's it's kind of like if you're if you're single and you're really crushing on this chick, and you've really crushed on this chick for a long time. But damn, there's uh, you know you always are gonna have. Some feelings towards your ex. And Burrow's not an ex. Like, calm down. Lord have mercy. We'll get into that, I promise you. Okay. Um, Blaine Smith, we'll get to a couple comments before we get started. I'm not getting into y'all. Look, I'm gonna we're gonna break the game down. If you're gonna come in here and you're gonna argue Jane Daniels and Nussmeyer, I'm not responding. Blaine Smith. We can talk about it if you be civil about it. But this, this from Dwayne Official, we ain't winning nothing with JD5. Brother, you're four and two. I mean, I ain't trying to be rude, but come on, man. Come on. Be better. Blaine Smith says eight and four seem a little optimistic, more like seven and five this season. We'll see. We'll talk about it. We will talk about it. Kenny says they lost. No excuses. There's no excuses. Uh, Trey says, wrong. Coaching staff ain't getting it done. Coaching staff didn't muff a, muff the opening kickoff. Guys, again, we're going to talk about this. This is going to be part of my Rafino's rants. At some point, at some point, you have to be realistic as a fan. At some point, you can change everything around LSU. You, as a player... You have to look yourself in the mirror. That is the God's honest truth. Any great player, anybody that has played the game outside of Pee Wee will tell you great players and great teams do not blame coaches. Guys, Tennessee had six dudes in the box. You couldn't run inside zone. That's not on the coaching staff. Guys, it's basic install stuff. And if you as a listener don't under, doesn't understand that, brush up on some of your understanding and knowledge. Six individuals in the box, you can't gain a yard. That is not on coaching. So at some point, it is about want to. 
Nothing's changing from the plays that you had on January the 9th. I promise you that. All right. Let's get it rolling. Kaleeb says, I'll be in the swamp Saturday night. A little nervous after last week, but I'm excited nonetheless. Ben Hill Griffin's a fun place to be, man. So fun place to be. Their fans can be obnoxious. So can ours. But it's fun. It's a great, great environment. It's a great, great environment. Steve Ryan says, Patrick Queen got one on Joey B, on Joey B last night. Sure did. Tiger on Tiger Crump. Tiger on Tiger Crump. Stephen Fry, one of our good partners here at AYS from Fry Construction, Site work and land development, oil and gas services, commercial construction, aggregate and soil hauling, waste containers, demolition, they do it all. Give them a call today at 337-457-5100. 337-457-5100. Let them know that Blake sent you on by. He says, Joey B, 32 of 39, 412 yards, three TDs, but the Saints win. I'll take it. But I don't want the Bengals to win. But I can root for the man's success. Stupid. The mayor says, Blake Gray, the O-line this year. It's tough, mayor, because what O-line? Let me let me rephrase here. This will be the sixth different combination that they've had all season long. Gray what exactly? You know, like, do you want me to grade the backups along with the starters? The starters, I, I mean, C minus, C plus, I think it's fair. C minus, C plus. They haven't been good. They haven't been good because you're in a real building mode. You don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. You're rebuilding all across the place. Okay, you're rebuilding literally at every position group. Your best defensive lineman on Saturday, Makai Wingo, pro football focus, said he had a 90, I think 92% grade, 92 King Ulysses says this offense has no true identity until they figure out exactly who they are. Every week is going to be something interesting. I agree with that. I agree with that. Jay Hodge Sr. could not block simple stunts over and over again. Guys, that's, again, day one install. You get teach that day one in college. I promise you, I've been there. I've been there. All right, let's get to Ed's last question. Um, he sends his $10 via Super Chat. He said, how many scholarships players did BK originally have? I think it was 74 uh, uh, when they started the season. How many do we have Did we have to replace just saying? It's a good point. Um, they, if I'm not mistaken, they have 62 or 63 healthy scholarship players at the current moment. And so uh, when you – look, guys, here's the crazy part about LSU's roster at the current moment. Whether you you don't you do or don't agree with the lack of depth on this team, you could literally, literally, almost have an entire full recruiting class just to make up for what you're lacking, right? From health and things like that. Your eleven to twelve players, if I'm not mistaken, when you started the season, that you're not hitting the eighty-five scholarship limit, guys. That is going to kill you. Down with a long season in the SEC. It's going to kill you. 
and it's going to kill you. Facebook user says too many uh, mental mistakes. I agree with that. I agree with that. All right, let, guys, let's get this rolling. Rafino's rants out of the break. Everybody do us a favor, though, by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those Facebook groups. So many of you watching us live right now on Facebook. Stop what you're doing. Stop, collaborate, and listen. Hit the like and share. Share to all those groups and your social media pages. If you're on YouTube, guys, we're closing in on 5,000 subscribers. Get us there. Please get us there by the end of the month. I'm thinking about doing a giveaway. I think I'm going to announce a giveaway tomorrow. I think I'm feeling frisky. The last time we did a $500 giveaway when we got to, I think it was $4,000. Uh, we've been waiting for a while to do another one. I think I'm going to do a $300 giveaway. If you give us two 5,000 subscribers on YouTube by November the 1st. 5,000 subscribers on YouTube by November the 1st. $300 to one lucky winner, maybe two, if I'm feeling frisky. If you get us above that, uh, we can do that. I'll, I'll give I, You subscribe, I'll give cash, bottom line. If you're listening to us on XM Radio, if you're listening to us on TuneIn, wherever you listen to the podcast, rate, review, subscribe, all of that good stuff, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. Okay, guys, let's take our first break. Rafino's Ranch, you got to hear this, LSU fans. It's going to be okay, but here's where you got to get better. Some people got to look themselves in the in the mirror for us to get better. We return. Rafino's rants next after the break. Back in a minute. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports contest events with the first to market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varto and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, mono chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them you good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. All right, I'll get to a couple of these comments. Um, Sam Cantor on YouTube. Denbrock and Polian are trash. Okay. Terry Hilton, how much did LSU pay y'all to get off the coaches' butts? Saturday after the game, you felt the coaches had a lot of faults. Terry, I'm not trying to be rude to you here, bud. Go back and rewatch. You were probably drinking a little too heavy. Did, did, and does. So let's start the Rafino's rants. If you want the God's honest truth, here it comes. Turn up your fucking phones. Get ready. If, the, if this is the truth and you want the truth and the ungod, unbiased truth, 
coaches do have to coach better. Denbrock cannot call a fade route on third and one, and then everybody's blaming Jane Daniels. But then when you go look at Carter's breakdown and Carter's film breakdown, you got double coverage on Kayshawn Booty. And you're yelling and screaming at him, throw it up in the air to Kayshawn in double coverage. Great coaching. Great coaching. What has your Achilles heel been all season long? Oh, that's right. Forcing the ball down the field. But again, this is my point. This is my point. Everything has changed at LSU. Coaches, front office staff, strength and conditioning, nutrition, classes. Everything has changed. In a new regime, it's going to take time. Ask Oklahoma. Ask Miami. Ask Nick Saban twice. Guys, sometimes we got to be a little bit more realistic of who we are. No shame in that. No shame in that. Five and five season, six and seven season, you're 11 and 12. The simple fact that LSU has a chance and a really good chance to have a winning season this year, I'm not going to say is a miracle because you do have a lot of talent at places. But you look at coaches for being a problem when you allow 262 rushing yards that Tennessee had. Guys, you played man-to-man on the defensive line. You were man-up all day, all game long. All game long. Make a play. Five-star recruit, right? Make a play. Four-star recruit, right? Make a play. Make a play. Now, did they get out schemed at times? Yes, you're not going to stop Tennessee. You can't oh you cannot fumble the opening kickoff. You cannot give up a 58-yard punt return. Put them right in, in field position. You're down 10. You go for it on fourth down, you're or third down, you're throwing a fade route. That has been your Achilles heel all year long, and you're throwing that. And then the fans don't get to see or don't have the, I don't want to say knowledge, because a lot of you are knowledgeable. A lot of you do know what's going on. But you don't take the time to go watch the All-22 or go back and watch the replay. You don't see the double coverage on that, and you're screaming for him to throw it. It's a two-man route. You have a corner and a corner, both on the wide receivers. You have dual safeties in the back covering both guys on the outside, and you want him to throw it. Exactly where do you want him to throw it? That is a scheme issue. There are so many things offensively that are not connecting. Right? So many things that aren't connecting. Jaden does have to get better. You want to call for his job? That's your prerogative. I'm not doing that yet. Saying that the coaches are paying us is a stupid, idiotic take. If they were paying us, why would I come out here and say they got to coach better? Brian Kelly said it himself in his in his post-game press conference, and he said it again today. He's not lying. They do got to coach better. They do got to scheme up better. But the bottom line is this. At some point, you got to have the want to. It's not just the coaching staff. It's not just the quarterback. It's not just the offensive line. It's not just the receivers. It's not just special teams. And the crazy thing is, is the uproar 
and you're four and two. What are you going to say if Tennessee beats Bama this week? What are you going to say? Growing pains were going to always happen. I know a lot of you in these comments. I see your comments right now. A lot of you in the beginning of the season said eight and four. You're halfway through the season and you're four and two. Newsflash. You gave up, I say you, LSU gave up 262 rushing yards on the ground to Tennessee. Hendon Hooker could not be stopped. Your All-American defensive lineman didn't get a pressure. The only sack you had was from Greg Brooks. The three best defensive players outside of B.J. Ojolari, who are they? They're new guys. Makai Wingo, Greg Brooks, Harold Perkins, and probably this staff's biggest fumble so far this season is not playing Harold Perkins last week. They got to wear that one because I don't agree with them and neither should you. But it's interesting to me that those guys have been your best players so far. Jay Ward's been a dog, fifth-year senior. Been an absolute dog. <clears throat> Who's been your more consistent players offensively? Jere Jenkins, senior, older guy, ready to roll. Got to find ways to get him the ball more. <clears throat> but outside of last week, it's been... Quite frankly, the biggest surprises are your two tackles in Will Campbell and Emory Jones. You can make the argument it's being someone else. That's fine. Your opinion. You have two freshmen starting at tackles. Guys, not because of their immense talent. They're very talented. Emory Jones is going to be a very talented young man. He already is. So is Will Campbell, and I'll get to the update on him in a minute. God bless him. The newer guys are showing out. Why is that? Devin White, so many years ago, you're going to hate me saying this. When that plane door closed after the loss to Troy, he told the team, get off the plane right now. Get off the plane right now if you're not prepared to do everything in your human God-given ability to get this win at Florida. The Vikings, so going back thousands of years, do you know how the Vikings, do you know what the Vikings used to do when they went to war? They would roll up to their enemy shores. And when they would roll up to their enemy shores, they would take fire torches and torch their boats because the only way forward and the only way out is to go straight through your enemy. Burn the ships. There is no going back. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. Execute today. But you blaming one person, if you want them to go, if you want them to throw in us, God bless you. Tell the coach about it. He's got Twitter. But a guy who's had more collegiate wins Arguably, some say he does, some say he doesn't because of some technicalities, but the coach has more college wins than anybody in football. Why do you think he's not playing Garrett Nussmeyer over Jaden? I guarantee you, I guarantee you, he knows more football than I do. 
He knows more football than you do. He's more. He's forgotten more football than the both of us combined. Why is it? It doesn't take a lot of intellect to think. It simply doesn't. You can blame whoever you want to. It's an emotional loss. We're an emotional fan base. But you can say it. Go at, Go tell him about it. Are you being realistic with who we are? Can LSU go to Gainesville and beat the shit out of Florida? Yes, they can. But you have to burn your ships at the shore. It does not matter that you got your butt whipped last week. You know what last week felt like to me? It felt like when you're getting your ass in trouble, right? Like when, when you're getting your ass in trouble, when, when you're in the backseat of your mom's van or your mom's car and you're acting like a little ass when you were a kid and she pulled that car over and she told you to go get a switch and you better get a good switch because if you don't, you're going to get your ass whipped a little bit worse. And you go and grab a switch, you get the leaves off of them, you give your mama the switch, and she beats your ass with it. That's what it felt like playing Tennessee last week. But guys, after all the mistakes, through the first half, you were in the game. Somebody's got to look themselves in the mirror and say, it stops now. The buck stops right now. We may lose. We may lose. But we're only going to lose because the team that we're playing is better than us. Not because we're shooting ourselves in the foot. False start penalties on first and 10. Your drive. Guys, go back and watch the game and look how great LSU moved the ball in between the 20s. What happened when they get to 30 and 20? They would shoot themselves in the foot. You do a little rollout. Your, be- your best wide receiver on this team. That's what Kayshawn is. He would trip over a true freshman's right foot. Then he- it would take him a minute to get up, and James running for his fucking life. The buck stops here. It stops here. There's no more tomorrow. Burn the ship at the shore. You move forward, you don't move back. Orgeron lost to Troy. It's so, college football and sports has a way of irony. It has a way of irony. You got your butt beat on the road. Fan base, oh my God, we're not going to win another game. We lost to Troy. Danny Danny Etling sucks. Pull Danny Etling. Put in Miles Brennan. Does this start to sound a little bit familiar? Does it sound familiar at all to anyone? To anyone? (laughs) A transfer quarterback from another conference comes in, struggles throwing the ball early, Talented freshman, red shirt freshman, whatever it may be, you want him to play. You got to be realistic with who you are sometimes. You got to be logical. You want to recap 
here's your recap. You got your butt beat. You didn't coach well. You went for it on fourth down because your special teams couldn't make a play. You were, you know, everybody's asking, well, Blake, why in the world, why in the Sam hell did Brian Kelly go for it on fourth down as much as he did? Well, here's a good reason why. Because the first eight plays, I rattled, I rattled them off in the beginning of the sh- or beginning of the postgame show. The first eight plays from scrimmage Saturday night or Saturday morning was a dropped kick and a 58-yard punt return. Then when you do punt, you're out punting your coverage a lot like this. A lot like this. A lot like what I did. I outpunted my coverage. She's sexy. I'm not. This is in the dictionary of outpunting your coverage, Pooh. A picture of me and Megan. Who's the uglier one? It's definitely me. College football has a way of reenacting itself. Burn your ships at the shore because you can go into Gainesville and whip whip somebody's ass. You could have beat Tennessee last week. Yeah, he ray-guyed that thing. Bang, bang that thing. Get mad all you want to. Thank you, Kevin, for the super chat. true (sighs) crying says Danny Adling sucked still in the NFL Daniel Edwards coach O left us with 34 players it's not true he left you with 34 healthy players but I get your point Perchman Rodrigue booty is not impressive to me he's done play the guys that want to be there if he, you know, I, I don't know really what to make of Kayshawn, honestly. I have no idea what to make of Kayshawn. But don't say they didn't try to get him in the game plan. Guys, the first, the first offensive series of the game, they went to him on third and three. I do not want to hear, for the guy, as God is my witness, I don't want to hear Jaden made a bad throw. Guys, it went through his hands. Go back and watch the replay. Great players make great catches. Do you see what Jamar Chase did last night? Did you have the audacity to stay up and watch Jamar Chase last night? Bad throw by Burrow. Multiple bad throws by Burrow. What did Chase do? He bailed his quarterback out. That is what great connections and great receivers can do. Kayshawn can do it. Does he want to? I don't know if he's checked out or not. He's a great player and probably will play in the league for a long time. He'll probably play in the league for a long time. Big Jake Cole says literally everything is new. We still don't have a full roster. No, we don't. No, we don't. Guys, if this were any other business... If this were any other business, 
Let's say it's a Fortune 500 company that started taking a couple quarters of taking a dip. Let me tell you what they would do. They would fire their CEO. They would change their CEO, fire him. They would change everything around it. Everything around it would change. And if you bring in a whole new staff and the same problems continue to happen, it might just not be the new staff that you brought in. Now, will that new staff make mistakes? Absolutely. Guys, Orgeron made mistakes in 19. Saban's made mistakes in one natties. Guys, Saban tried a 59-yard field goal, and Chris Davis is still running. Chris Davis is still running. But great players will bail out their coaches too. This is a game, this is a sport of 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 pure and honest. You can look, I mean, I, I look at the Bama versus AM game, right? Like I, I watch Bama versus AM. Guys, they're running, they're running basic combos, basic runs, and and they can't be stopped. Couple more, we'll get to Carter Bryant. You're here for him anyway. Uh, Walter Rushing says, if nothing matters because the Tigers aren't going to a natty, then let's bench everybody not, that's not a freshman and walk on. It's not what I'm saying, Walter. It's not what I'm saying. It's not what I'm even remotely saying. Daniel Edwards says, I'm just tired of hearing we need to coach better. Sounds like Coach O all over again. Guys, that's every college head coach that loses. They say that because a lot of them say that because every head coach that has immense success has a level of narcissism to them. That's what makes them successful. Do you think that, do you honestly believe that Nick Saban isn't the biggest narcissist in all of college football? Because he is. He is. He, what he can't come out there and say, guys, we fucked up. The players fucked up. Dembrock called, again, you called a fade route on third and one. It's your Achilles heel, and you're telling Jaden to throw it into double coverage. You can say it's not double coverage. That safety was bracketing him. You know it, and I know it. You know it, and I know it. And even if he wasn't, that's been your Achilles heel all year long. You gotta, you gotta call better plays. All right, you're probably tired of me ranting. Let's get to Carter Bryant. Talk about our good friends over at Grandco, thegrandco.com. We return in 45 seconds with Carter Bryant. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Grandco. They are the Delta company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure. If you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the Wake and Bake Coffee that is absolutely spectacular. The gummies are as well as they're the best in the market. So go to thegramco.com right now and use the promo code AYS25. That's thegramco.com, AYS25 promo code to get 25% off of your order jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays anniversaries and everyday use gramco is hemp derived and completely legal inside of the state of louisiana no medical card is needed 
and shipping is very discreet. You must be 21 years older to order. Again, that's thegramco.com. Use that promo code AYS25. All right, we're joined here. And oops, that's my fault. We're back. <laughs> I made a mistake there, Carter. What's up, dude? Of course, hey. the clunkiest open after a blowout. I totally get it. <laughs> well, we're all making mistakes here, Carter. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Yeah. Carter, I made this analogy earlier. I don't know if this is how you lived your life. Your parents maybe, I'm not going to say better, but didn't discipline different than uh, my parents' discipline may be different than yours did. Mine, you know, Italian, French, you know, Cajun, they get crazy. <laughs> this is what I felt like watching the game. I felt like I was on my way to vacation, and I was being a little ass, and we pulled the car over. My mama told me to go get a switch. I grabbed the switch, and she beat my ass with it. That's what I felt like I watched Saturday. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, we're beating every facet of the game, and look – the, the big thing is we, I, I just want us to be competitive, right? I want us to, you know, and, and the team wants that, right? There is a major difference in a blowout loss and a close loss in a locker room. And I feel as if, um, you know, our, our, our schemes, obviously on the offensive side of the ball in particular and on special teams, uh, is not imaginative. It's not great right now. And the bottom line is this. You know, and I, I released a, a, a free podcast on iTunes on this very topic is Brian Kelly has struggled in big games, right? And the issue, here's the thing, okay? It's okay if you lose big games. It's it it honestly is. The other team is good, right? If you play these big top ten teams, it's okay to lose them. But there are a lot of blowouts, right? And that is, you know, more of the norm than the non-norm for BK. Now, it is just this year. It is just the first year. You could see what a hypo coach team in year two can look like. Uh, Tennessee was really good, as as you know, Blake. Uh, I got made fun of for you know hyping up Tennessee before the year began. They're a really good football team. They, they, they know what they are. They know what they're doing. And, you know, for me, Blake, looking at them and looking at us, our team looked – like a bunch of really talented people just assembled together, running route concepts and just out there playing. Tennessee felt like a machine, right? They they felt knew, angry. They they felt angry, and they also just do a really good job of just generating space and getting people open and making things very simple. And the funny thing about it, Blake, is I honestly thought of the three Power 5 games that Hendon Hooker played up to this point, I honestly thought that was his worst, right? He he missed a few. After that that Greg Brooks hit, Carter, he was highly inaccurate for the next 10 snaps. It's not even close. So it it, uh, he wasn't – like he he made some phenomenal plays, don't get it twisted. Right. But he wasn't at – a gazillion percent when it comes to sharpness, we did make it easier for them offensively and on special teams. Agreed. Here's a big thing, Blake. That is the most unique team we are going to play this year. Obviously, from this point forward, Harold Perkins needs to play a certain amount of snaps. I don't care if he's playing defensive tackle. (laughs) he's, He's that big of a difference maker. And obviously, Brian Kelly addressed that today. We're not going to play a team like Tennessee the rest of the year. 
LSU will play better teams, right? Alabama's probably still a better team than Tennessee, but Tennessee just creates a lot of unique advantages. And hopefully LSU gets to that point where we're the ones enforcing our will. We're the ones scheming your best players out of the game. We're the ones generating huge pockets of space in the offense. We're the one enforcing the will on your home field, playing our game, playing our brand of football, because it just wasn't the case. They came in here and it was Rocky Top. I played the game. Spanked your ass. And and that's all there is to it. So once again, you don't want to overreact. It, It is just a few games in to the Brian Kelly regime, but you know, it it, it, did, it does raise some eyebrows for sure. I do like this from Daniel Edwards. Tennessee played like 2019 LSU. I, I did think, too, I was like, man, this must be what everybody else felt like in a way. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. um, Carter, let's, I don't know where to start. Let me just start here, though. Yeah. As crazy as the first half was, you were still in it. Yeah. You know, and I'm not going to call the Jeray Jenkins because I don't want to get obliterated. I don't have the energy. Carter, you catch, Jeray catches that and goes for six. It's 2013. You're going into half 2013, right? You're in the game. Do you remember Ed Orsron's first season when Mississippi State blew out LSU? Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Tell me it's not a felt uh, you didn't feel some of the same way. You it just seems as if they continue to find ways to lose the game on their own or make it very easy much easier for the other team. Am I wrong in that? Do you think that the game was a lot closer before the second half than than it really originated? I do in a sense that Tennessee did not play their best game. All right. And if you're a Vol fan, I'm not just trying to hype you up. You didn't you didn't play your best, right? Um, and we had some opportunities. Just didn't take advantage of it, right? Like we could talk what we want about should the ball have been caught. You know, Brian Kelly said something pretty profound um in, in the Auburn game. You could have thrown the ball a little bit better, but the ball also could have been caught, right? The Kayshawn slant early in the game was huge. It was very huge. Massive. Matt, it was gigantic, right? Because that catch, if it's thrown in stride the way it should be, or if it's caught, either way, Kayshawn's probably running for at least 10 to 15 yards after he catches that. There was It would have been him versus the safety if Mason would have peeled off and blocked uh, the guy, and, and that's what probably would have happened. You miss that throw, and then it's a punt return the other way. And like you just said a minute ago with the Duray thing, that one miss was a – six-ish minimum point swing. Obviously, you know, it's a difficult catch for Jure to make. You miss that, and then, you know, they, they go down and kick the field goal. That is another, at minimum, six-point swing in the game. And simply put, you got to start making those connections. Now, there's a lot of other micro things that I think they need to do, Blake. Obviously, I think there is just way too much on Mason Taylor's plate right now. Uh, I, I feel as if this is a young man that's going to be a Richard Dixon type of player at LSU. He obviously has a lot of talent, but tight end has always been historically a position that first-year players struggle with. Not everybody's Brock Bowers, right? It's tough. So is there anybody else that can give Mason Taylor a little bit of a breather? Is there <clears throat> is there something else that you can do? Do you run more 10 personnel? Uh, do you um, – I, I honestly think they should RPO more especially against a team like Tennessee. Uh, I was a little shocked because that was something that I thought of because you look, Florida 
on play action passes, Blake, versus Tennessee, this is a bad Florida team, okay? They were 10 times better on play action passes than they were when they didn't do play action versus Tennessee. I'm a little shocked that LSU didn't do more play action RPO kind of stuff, which makes things easier. I know it may not seem like it, even if you don't have a good running game, but the play action fake do cause linebackers to bite, even if your running game isn't really that effective. Um, and if there was a positive from this game, Blake, for me, John Emery was phenomenal. John Emery was phenomenal versus Tennessee. He broke a lot of tackles. There were a lot of plays that should have been dead to rights. He looked like a five-star back in some of the tackles that he was breaking and turning plays that should have gone for negative three yards for two or three yards. Um, if there was one positive takeaway, it was number four. So obviously a lot of layers, as you can see, that need to get fixed with this LSU offense. And I think there will be some opportunities to get it done this next week on the road. They pull Mason Smith. Cole Taylor goes in. They run a screen to Brian Thomas. Cole Taylor has no idea what he's doing. Tackle yeah. for loss. Yeah. Here, here's the sad truth. Here's the sad truth. They don't have a choice. Yeah. The, we can – Carter, and I, I agree with you 1,000% on Mason Taylor. They don't have a choice. If that is their offense, they just don't have a choice, and we're going to have to live with it to some extent. Let me ask you this on the flip side, then I want to get to Florida because I don't want to spend too much time on this. Yeah. Biggest takeaway for me, you put six and sometimes seven guys in the box, okay, against Tennessee on obvious running downs. And Carter, with all due respect, that front seven got absolutely demolished. I went back and watched the Harold Perkins series. It, w it w didn't change anything. Carter, they had ran the ball three times for 29 yards. In three, yeah. in three collective plays. My, my problem is, is we talk about this defensive line, defense, yada, 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 yada. You made an interesting point, and it's something I've thought about all day long and all day yesterday. I feel like we just have a lot of talented dudes doing what they want to. That's, yeah. how, that's how I feel. Why do you think Tennessee ran it down our throats the way they did? Or what they do you do. know in film study, I should say? Sorry. Yeah, so they, I, I did spend more time just on the LSU offense. I started cutting a defensive one. I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish it because it is a lot. And something else to keep in mind, no other team is going to schematically play the same way Tennessee played versus LSU. They are very, very, very unique, okay? So I wouldn't worry too, too, too much about LSU's defensive issues. With that said, a big reason why they ran the football down our throats is they were coming off a bye. They looked fresh. They did a good job creating numbers. Also, um, I thought the linebacker group for LSU struggled. Now, there was a few reasons as to why, and this gets a little technical, and once again, it's very unique to Tennessee. Since they run so many plays, Blake, the defensive lineman for LSU did a poor job getting in you their stand. Up. That's up. right. Yeah. So when that happens, you're, you're getting blown three yards back into the linebacker, and that's six yards, six yards, six yards, six yards. Um, also, because they run so many fast plays, a lot of LSU's success came from Matt House's mind, right? It was a lot of confusion, a lot of pre-snap manipulation, and because they were going so fast, you can't, can't do anything against that. You I really agree can. with that. I hope, now, yeah. That's going to be an issue when Ole Miss comes to town for a 2.30 kick here in a few weeks. We'll worry about that then. 
don't have to worry too, too, too much of that going up against Florida. They can go fast, and they do have a really good offensive line. But Florida's run game has stumbled some over these past couple of weeks. So for me, Blake, yes, they were a little bit tired. This was the first game, even though Wingo was, I think, one of LSU's better players. They, they, they missed Mason Smith some in this one. This was a first time because what Tennessee does, because you can't get as exotic, it does become a little bit more dude-on-dude dude kind of stuff. That's my and, point. And, Carter, I yeah. mentioned that earlier. That's my problem because you know who's going to generate dude-on-dude dude this week? Florida. Right. And Osiris Torrance is a big-time player for them, 54. He's, he's I really told you. Good. I told you. I told you, Carter. Yeah. That, yeah. If the, you know who you know who he is. He's Willie Rofe as a guard. When he stands up, he blocks out the sun like his name's <laughs> Xerxes from three hundred. Yeah, and uh, I know, so I know what, he goes by. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go he ahead. goes by Cybo. Uh, I've gotten to know a few people close to him. Yeah. You know, during his transfer portal stuff, he can really play. He can really, really, really play. And Florida is really talented. They have a lot of talent. The issue is Anthony Richardson is not playing well, right? He's just not. Um, and ironically, he had his, he looked like a top 10 pick uh, against Tennessee, which is a little concerning, right? But, you know, for me, I I, I like this matchup for LSU. Okay. Um, uh, I, I, I do. I think this will be a competitively played game. It is going to be on the road. It is going to be in the swamp. It is going to be tough, right? LSU, this is a... Uh, a team that has yet to have a good first half. Please, for the love of you know what, play a good first half. Okay, mix some things up. I'd like to see LSU do defer. some more stuff. Defer. Defer. defer, defer to the second half. I, I'm a big defer to the second half. Me guy too. Because what it, what what it can do is it can manipulate how you manage into first half situations. It's easier to call everything knowing that you get the ball first to start the second half, right? And you know, defer if you get the opportunity. Um, something else, Blake. I'd like to see LSU run more formations out of pistol. Now, pistol isn't like you can't do like a gazillion things out of pistol, but I like to see it. I I think. There are some things that they can do out of that. Their deepest pass play of the year, albeit against New Mexico, was a play Chris action Hill. pass at a at a pistol. Um, do do some more of that. I see that Denbrock likes to do a lot of pre snap motion. It, it's not threatening the defense. They it's not it's not doing the same thing that Tennessee's motion and play action does. So let's see if we can you know get some space created to do some things a little bit differently. Maybe some Y cross, some some uh, some some Chip Kelly stuff in there, and uh, we'll we'll see. But it it should set up a little bit more nicely against a team that, quite frankly, isn't as good as Tennessee. William, thank you for the two dollars super chat. You know what else it does too, Carter? This is gonna this is very technical for an offensive lineman, especially in the interior. When you run the ball out of center or pistol, the way that you hand the ball off, okay, versus this versus this completely changes the game. Here's why. Because you can wash the defensive lineman when you're under center and pistol. That's why, that's why, and maybe not this year. That is why some of the best offenses running games do what? San Francisco, the Rams, the late Redskins. That zone read, you can wash for ultimately a cutback lane. Detroit, 
does it the best in the league right now. I'll go to my grave believing that because I watch too much of their film. I agree with you there. You got to make things simpler. And Brian right. Kelly talked about that. Now you let getting to this game. You said we talked a lot about their offense. They can run. I. That's a big concern for me this week. I'm just throwing it out there. Their defense, though, Carter, is very interesting. I'm watching a lot of their film today, and I'm thinking to myself, man, what are they doing? Like, I, I don't know if they have an identity defensively other than they have a 415-pound nose tackle that's going to eat Charles Turner's lunch alive this week. You better give him help. What do you see from Florida defensively that maybe LSU finally can capitalize on? Yeah, so let's start with uh, their best player, Ventrell Miller. He was a traditional linebacker, number 51. He's a really good player. Brenton Cox, really good player for them. He wears, you know, number one. He's a really talented player. They like to twist him. They like to stun him. They like to put him all over the field, right? So what I think they're going to do to LSU, um, and, and once again, I I differ phil uh, philosophically with run game principles, I believe, than from, from Denbrock. I like counter. I like pulling my guards. I like pulling a lot of our offensive linemen. And I, I just think that gets offensive linemen excited, Blake. I get the, the if I'm an offensive lineman, I know you 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 can attest. It to does it. if you got some pep in your step, but if you're Anthony Bradford, you don't like it, right? Like for me, I I love it because you you get an opportunity to make a big hit on the opposite side of the line of scrimmage. It makes you feel a little bit more skill positioning, if you will. Um, you get I out like, in you know, space. You like right. to be out in – linemen love to be out in space. I mean, right. for once in their lives. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> I also think what they're going to do, and, and this is what Tennessee did, uh, is just twist on. So, honestly, it was very simple, and we couldn't block it. So, you know, Brian Kelly brought this up about pass protection in the press conference. I don't know how much how much more empty we can run without Will Campbell in the lineup, right? We, we just did not communicate the twist stunts. Tim Banks – really put a number on us with, you know, a lot of the different pressures. Uh, Tennessee's defensive coordinator, really good coach. And they they did a lot of these twists, and they got a lot of unblocked A-gap pressure. So that's going to be something that I know Florida's going to do. They're going to twist their alignment. And what essentially a twist is, if it's a tackle goes outside and replaces them to the inside. That, I mean, that's a very So exactly five. what Tennessee did this this past week. It's 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 pretty much all they did to create pressure in big spots, and we just could not protect it. We just could not protect it. We made one adjustment with Charles Turner, you know, but eventually they were able to readjust to it, and we just couldn't do it. So, you know, we got to we got to block that better. I do think you can get vertical on their secondary. I really do, but how? You know, that's going to be the thing. It's like, uh, you, you know. I thought that they were going to be able to get vertical on Tennessee. I thought the LSU offense was going to be better, and I was wrong. I was very disappointed. I was yeah, kind of sad. I was too. I was wrong yeah. too. And 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 look, they had started doing some things uh, versus New Mexico that I thought was promising. And I know the opposition wasn't all that great, but we haven't seen the fruits of those labor just yet. I know I didn't use that phrase smooth at all, I, but we all get I, what you mean, though. Yeah, and and obviously that's going to be you know the big thing, right? Obviously, I'm going to be supporting this team. I want to get this offense moving. I want to get some verticality going. How you do that, I don't know. It's it's tough, right? And, you know, a lot of this is going to come down to ball placing. A lot of this is going to come down to Jaden taking that next step, and, and hopefully he does. Carter, here's my, here's my issue. And everybody yells at me all they want. I take a beating on social media. You know this. A lot of people yeah. see it. 
third and one, you're running a fade route that I don't care on God's green earth. If there's a deep safety, it is double coverage. Car, uh, it, it just is. By the time you throw the football, he's going to be there. Okay, I promise you he's going to be there because it's a two-man route. He has no other responsibility. He knows what he's doing. Then you on fourth and one, you run the football. The two Achilles heels have been 12 personnel inside dive and vertical pass plays, and that's what you run to try to bust a grape. If I'm Brian Kelly, if I'm Brian Kelly, buddy, you, you got to find ways. They – they got to find – you know what I would do, honestly? I, I would dink and dunk until they, until they keep coming up. I would just nickel and dime them down the field because you know what they're doing. They're, every team – and, Carter, you break this team down more than anybody. They are going to jump every freaking route that they see. It's happening. You got to be able to find a way to when they do, you hit them deep. Give right. them an easy deep throw. Do find something, but I, I you know, look, I, I don't. I guess I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I, I don't know. No, no, you're right. Like, okay, so the third and one play, it was atrocious. Uh, it's the worst play call of the year, in my opinion. I, I, I'm fine with going vertical there. I, 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 I don't have, I don't have access to all 22 to see if it was open. I do think it wasn't it, open. It was, it, it was closed more than McDonald's ice cream machine. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, yeah, if it wasn't open, then... No, then... Carter, it was doubled. They knew. They okay. knew. I, I so, mean, it was just... Oh, God. I, I, I will agree with you, though. The fourth to one call was miserable, right? And what was interesting was the Josh Williams touchdown run. The wide receivers were spread out wide. I don't want Jeray Jenkins next to our tight ends blocking. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Spread them out, right? I think one thing that the Tennessee offense can teach you... now. Brian Kelly's not going to turn into Josh Heupel. He's not going to turn into a, a Bryles disciple, you know, at this point of his career. And I know I'm a little bit of a Tennessee fanboy just watching them, you know, going into this year, predicting You're that a they big Heupel fanboy. You Maybe not I, Tennessee. That's all there is to it. Yeah. And you want to know why a big reason I, I, I believed in them going into this year is a lot of the coaches I speak to for film studies and just coaches at all levels, they love Josh Heupel. They, and a lot of people in high school circles – are Art Bryles' disciples. And Hypo has just turned that offense into, you know, and maybe even a better variation of what Bryles does. And what they do, there's different ways you can do it. Lane does it different than how uh, Sark. Sark is really starting to find his groove. It helps that they have a quarterback now. But what these great play callers do is they find pockets of space whether they use formational stuff, whether they use a play action game, whether they use RPOs, the great coordinators find ways to generate space just with play design. Agreed. So if, if you're watching at home and you don't understand what a, a green dog is. and You I don't have to. You don't have to. Okay. It's honestly very simple. And I know you don't have all 22 when you're watching on a broadcast angle. But if you go back and watch Tennessee, just – Look at how their offense, when they completed passers or when they ran their concepts, their wide, wide receiver splits just generate space for you to run offense. It generates space for your running backs to run into. And 
it makes if you go and look at the LSU linebackers, they were very uncomfortable with the amount of space that they had to cover. It sucks as a defender and they're going so fast. There's a lot of information to process. They're in a lot of the same formations a lot of the times and you're just not ready for it. And what, what makes that very difficult for the LSU offense is we are not doing that. A lot of what LSU's concepts are, are low percentage passes down the sideline that quite honestly, you know, Aaron Rodgers and, and Devontae Adams kind of throws uh, where it takes time. They're low percentage throws. Can Jaden throw them better? Yes. Can the routes be better? Yes. But it's still low percentage. It's tough to replicate those things, right? And, the, and, and because we do watch a lot of NFL and we see a lot of these back shoulder throws, we think that it's easy. But go look at what Tennessee did. Go look at what Ole Miss does. A lot of their stuff is just – ripping open pockets of space in the defense and throwing into uh, a receiver in stride. And that is what the LSU offense is lacking right now. I'm going to give you a little bit of sourcing. You ready? Yeah, sure. Do you know the defense that LSU ran to stop Mississippi State? Relatively, not exactly what it is, but relatively. Yeah, yeah, not, no, no, not not a, th- a three-two-six. Keep everybody in front. Is what I'm, what I mean. Yeah, exactly. You want to bet fifty dollars that that's what Bama's running this week versus Tennessee? Mm-hmm. Uh it wouldn't shock me. Right? I'm, it's ha- it, Carter. It's happening. Maybe their variation of it. It might not look like it. Watch. It's how they're gonna. I'm, it's how they're gonna try to uh, first att- their first crack at it. It's how they're gonna try to stop it. All right, Carter. I, last couple. I want to get you out of here. Yeah, I want to go ahead. around the SEC. Yeah, let's do it. Bama. Bama worries me if Bryce isn't. Speaking of them, they worry me without Bryce. Yeah. I don't think it's all on J, uh, on Milro. Okay. They're yeah. they have no faith in him throwing the football. Even though at one point I think he was ten of twelve or something like that. I, I don't remember. But he was doing well throwing the football. Speaking of Tennessee, you think you think Alabama's on upset alert this week? Um, yes and no. Like I think for me, a lot is going to ride on Bill O'Brien's willingness to let Jalen Milrow let it rip. Um, and if he pl- if he plays, just if he relatively, plays. I think if Bryce Young plays though, a lot of this cover one stuff that Tennessee plays i do think bryce will be able to tear it apart uh his ball placement obviously is clearly better than that of Jaden daniels and obviously it wasn't all on Jaden. that's not what i'm saying but you know i i think bryce fits well into what the tennessee defense is going to do so i still like bama in in that matchup because they are playing better um but man tennessee's good tennessee's good and no matter what if you're a Tennessee fan watching this, I know I've seen a few Tennessee fans in the chat here. They've been the all over my stuff. Have they been all over your stuff too? Yeah, they have been. Yeah. God I mean, bless it. the truth here though is Tennessee's going to have to be Georgia anyway. It's it's going to come down to that game no matter what. So you're you playing, you're kind of playing with house money, aren't you? You are, right? Um, so, you know, at this point, why not? Alabama wins it, but now I'm picking Tennessee. Let's go Rocky Top. Get it done. You will never see an LSU fan base cheer for someone that just kicked their butts more than what LSU fans are going to cheer for Tennessee next week versus Alabama. Huh? Well, uh, I don't uh, want Bama to uh, win. 
I mean, I just I just don't. Okay, last one. Who's yeah, the who's best team in college football in your opinion right now? I'd say Ohio State. I would. Um Be careful. They ripped me alive for having them in the top my top three and believe this week. CJ Stroud's an amazing quarterback. Obviously Marvin Harrison Jr. is the real deal. And Smith and Jigma's not even there. I mean Yeah. They're 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 the best team. Um, you know, Dave's got to win one, and he's got Stroud. He's got a, a lot of quarterbacks ready to go. Honestly, I, I would say Ohio State. You know, I think if I'm not mistaken, they've beaten everybody by double digits. They, they're still. I know the Notre Dame game was like a little concerning, but that was the first game out of the gates. They're still really good. So I, I would I would say Ohio State at this point. But you know, I, I don't think Alabama is that far off, and still, you know. Georgia's still really solid, but I still think Tennessee is really, really good. And I think Tennessee's going to hopefully get Bam a really close game this weekend. I think I trust Tennessee to beat Bama more than I do Georgia because I think Georgia can play keep away, if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Okay. That makes a ton of sense, especially, you know. They're going to run the ball right at you. Stop yeah. it. It just is yeah. what it is. All right, buddy. You know I love you. You're the best. Power Hour LSU, SEC Power Hour, right? I got the SEC yeah. one right. Okay. Yeah, Power Hour SEC, Power Hour LSU. I appreciate it, man. We just hit AK subs. Pretty Excuse me, Mr. I. I, I, I everyone did, loves hey, me. Excuse the hell uh, out of uh, me. Uh, uh, uh. I'm just trying to get on your level, man. You, no, you, you stop it. it. Stop you, it. You, and, and Even you're, though you're, you're, to you the got, millions. You, you, you got all – you, you – you got obviously all these great goes. Uh, shout out Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear gave me some some great advice earlier. What was it? Nice... What was it? Well, I can't share that now. Pooh Bear, what was it? No, Pooh 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 Bear and I had a great combo earlier. What was it, Pooh? What'd you tell him? Uh, you really want to know, Blake? Because I mean, <laughs> it was Lemony. It was Twangy. Get out of here, Pooh. Get out. Get out. All right, Carter. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see you next week, buddy. All right, buddy. Cheers. All right, later. It's Carter the Power Bryant. Pooh Bear always coming with some witty shit. Always got me on my toes. Final break. Let's talk about the Saints next. Carol Falls, State Farm. Go get him. You need insurance now. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer all applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. Pooh Bear, do you know what drives me insane? Is people telling me what I can and can't do as a media person. I don't mean this in a wrong way, and this is not a ha-ha look at me. I built this from the ground up. Nobody has... Look, nobody has dedicated more time to AYS than we have, or I have. I've had a lot of help along the way. Great people, great friends, great family. But for the for God's sake, and I'll end you. I'll end it with this, guys. I think the Saints are in big trouble next week 
because that I just put Joe Burrow in, in such a high on such a high pedestal. I am going to root for Joe Burrow success this Sunday. I am not cheering, and I will be at the game. Pooh, I'll be there. Me and Trey from Varno, GM Varno and Sons will be there live and on location. But I promise you this. I don't want the Bengals to win. I really don't. As a Saints fan who remembers sitting up with my mom watching the Saints coached by Jim Haslett win their first playoff game was well before Joe Burrow in my lifetime. But I – Joe Burrow, for me, is probably my favorite LSU athlete of all time. He replaced a lot of people along that way. He's that dude to me. I want him to win hundreds and hundreds of Super Bowls. He's not going to do that, but I want him to beat Brady's record. That's who he is to me. I hope he has the most immense success that we will ever see. I hope he doesn't beat the Saints on Sunday. I can have both. And to you Saints media fans or media people who continue to bash LSU fans for one, if, if LSU fans who want to go watch Joe Burrow win, shame on you. LSU was about to open up their stadium to you last year and you didn't have a problem with that at all. Remember during the storm? They were planning on opening the stadium for you and had done it multiple times. LSU and the Saints, for whatever reason, I guess it's because this, LSU does not have another Power 5 program in the state. There's a rivalry between the two that doesn't need to be there at times amongst fans and media. Get over yourself. Geno Smith played his ass off. What do you think Burrow's about to come in there and do? Facts. See you tomorrow, knuckleheads. Peace out, Girl Scouts. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.